Hello and welcome everyone to episode 18 of the Pointy Flatcast. I'm your host, Ducky O'Brien. And today I'm going to go over the top two tips that every pretty much content creation guru gives. And the reason why I'm going to cover these top two tips is that A, they're pretty much the same tip. And B, they don't really give you how to apply the tips practically. And it's not that they're wrong, they're right, it's just that the way they phrase things is pretty much in a way where only people who already know these tips and know how to apply it understand. If you're a newcomer, if you're starting out, it doesn't really make sense to you. Like it makes sense, but you don't know how to use the information that you're given. Whoop, <laughs> sorry, I knocked over something. Anyways, let's get into it. So the top two tips that I see frequently are number one, use social media, and number two, know your audience. And here's why I have a little bit of an issue with those tips. Number one, if you don't have a social media presence like me, it doesn't help at all. Like it's useful, but you don't know how to use social media if you don't have any followers. How the heck are you supposed to get your content out there into the social media spheres if you have no presence? So that tip is kind of moot because you need to have a social media presence first. What they should say is build a social media presence if you don't have one and then teach you the steps on how to do it. So I'm going to get into that as well. But it ties in directly to this other tip, which I hear all the time is know your audience. So they might phrase it a couple different ways, like use analytics. They might be like, picture your perfect audience member. How old are they? Where do they live? How do they look? What's their station in life? Their income bracket, whatever. And the reason why they tell you this is if you know your audience, then you can target your audience uh, group, especially those who aren't consuming your content uh, more directly. Targeted ads are way better than general ads. This is a proven fact. Anyways, I'm going to go into these two things again. Once again, the two tips that you hear all the time, it's always in the top three, top ten, is use social media and know your audience. So those are good tips, but the problem is how the heck do you apply these two tips, practically speaking, to what you're doing? And that's what today's episode is about. And hopefully it'll give you guys more ideas on how to actually apply it for what you're doing. So I'm going to get into it. Using social media is really hard, but but it, it is effective. So you can get a lot of impressions. You can get your eyes on your content. And here's how you do it. You have to know your audience. <laughs> and I'm going to break this down for you guys. So basically what this means is let's say we're going to focus on one platform like Twitter. All right. You're going to use Twitter. All right. That means you have to look at Twitter and understand what people want to see on Twitter. So the thing is, if you're starting out, you have to aim for a lot of folks, right? So you got to hashtag your stuff correctly, which means you have to know which hashtags to use, which means your content has to fit those hashtags. Otherwise, people are going to ignore it. So then what you have to do is... If you're a podcast creator like me, streamer, whatever it is you want to promote, let's focus on a podcast for for now. I have a movie podcast as well, the Pointy Flat, the, the Pointy Hatcast. <laughs> I, I name everything Pointy something class because I'm lazy. But um, 
the pointy Hatcast. so it's about a movie i cover the latest episode uh no the latest episode covers the last jedi so how the heck do do i promote this material so that means you got to go through twitter and look at what other podcasters are doing what kind of content do they put up what gets the most feedback or engagement back from the audience at large uh is that engagement coming from people who already follow them are fans basically what you want to aim for is the feedback that's coming from new people because that's where you're starting if you don't have a following like me you can't leverage that if you do then you can just post whatever you want you're going to get engagements that's great but if you don't have a following then we got to see we got to look for what people want to see and from my personal experience videos are harder to get engagements from than pictures and basically you want the picture to be a meme and here's why uh people when they scroll through twitter they don't really like think about the content they're consuming they just want something that's really short and sweet so if there's a video that video better be short it's way easier to grab someone's attention by using a picture and here's another tip too make sure the picture is formatted so that they can see the entire picture without having to click on it if so you look at the resolutions for Twitter picture. It's basically, you know, uh, about 16 by 9, sort of. Like, if it's roughly in there, you can Google it for the exact dimensions. I have it written down in my notes somewhere for the future. But format your picture so that the preview shows the entire picture so that people can see the thing and they don't really have to click on it. If your image is obscured, they might be too lazy to click on the picture to see the whole thing. So you have to know your audience on Twitter they just want to see a short tweet, a couple words at best, and maybe one picture. So when you're going to promote your material, you have to focus on, is my content going to be consumed, right? So that's what you have to figure out. And then the second thing is, all right, let's look at all the podcasters who are covering Star Wars related stuff. All right, uh, what what are the posts like? Is it Mimi? Is it serious? Is it controversial? The Last Jedi is perfect because that's a controversial Star Wars movie. People are so divided. They have strong opinions either way. You can leverage that for your use one way or another. You can go pro Last Jedi. You can go anti. (laughs) You can be thoughtful about it. But basically, the more dividing opinions you have, the stronger response you're going to get. Um, Negative responses as well. So you got to keep that in mind. But then, so you'll look through it and you see that, oh, a lot of stuff that gets reactions um, basically memes so then you can post a Star Wars meme and then link it back to your podcast right so that's how you do it you want to release content that people want to consume and the second thing the hard part is in order to get a Twitter following you don't you can't focus on promoting what you're doing all the time you have to produce content that people want to consume on Twitter whatever it is that's related to what you're doing because if they like what what you're doing then they're going to follow you then they're going to see hey what else is this guy doing and then when you drop your promotional tweets then they might check it out you got to play the long game so basically uh the hard part is you can't always promote your stuff that's that can't be the only stuff that you post on social media uh, for example, I see a lot of small content creators. You know, I made the same mistake too when I'm starting out. Is that, oh, look, check to check me out. I'm streaming or check out this YouTube video I made or check out this podcast episode I released. 
you know what? People aren't going to be interested in that. It's it's an ad. People know it's an ad, and they're going to be turned off immediately. But like, if you post something funny, then they're going to enjoy it. And the second thing is, you got to experiment with all types of different content, and then look at what gets the strongest engagement. Sadly for me, the the stuff that got the most engagement on Twitter and Instagram is animated related stuff. Um, so what I used to do was for my podcast album covers, I would draw my own uh, e- for each episode I would draw my own album art and it would be basically anime related or in anime style whatever the movie is and then I would post that on Instagram and I'll post some on Twitter and the thing that got the most response is an anime style drawing for actual anime because that's the biggest fan base so if you're looking at the analytics, you might want to shift a little bit into producing more anime content just for social media to get a bigger following and then drop your promotional stuff. So again, knowing the platform and the audience on it can give you more practical insight on how to approach it. So for another example, let's look at Instagram. For me, from my personal experience and the data I've collected, uh, videos don't do very well on Instagram. Uh, they have to be very short and they have to be very specific. So if you release a video of something random, people aren't going to watch it. There's no reason to. <laughs> Pictures work way better and it doesn't have to be a good picture. Uh, you know, I studied photography for a little bit. I know how to use a manual camera. Like I know how to take pictures. Good pictures, like with good composition, framing, exposed properly, all of that, it don't matter. It just have to be like very basic with some filter thrown on it, and that's going to get a lot of engagement. So the good news is you don't have to spend a lot of time and effort on your pictures. But whatever it is you're doing, instead of promoting that directly, you got to think about the crowd that you want to reach, right? So the reason why they say know your audience is, Basically, what they're telling you to do is know what your audience is interested in. What do they want to see? So for me, my primary audience group, it's basically two different ages. One is in the college age, so from 18 to about past 20s. And then the other half is basically their 20s to 30s. So these are all, they're all males as well. So guys, young dudes who are either in college or working, uh, thankfully, uh, you know, that's my primary audience. So those I've been screwed on YouTube <laughs> for kids. But I know what my audience wants because I hear the same feedback all the time as well. They say that I'm very chill when they come to my streams or watch my YouTube content. Uh, the tail end of my audience group is basically 40 to 60-year-olds as well. So the reason why they come to my content is that I'm not yelling all the time. I'm not injecting artificial hype into everything it's not childish it's all my content i i is a little bit childish but for the most part it's just straightforward and very quote-unquote chill so that's what they want to see so if i post stuff on social media i don't want to make something that's too memey for my audience group um too childish whatever it is i they just want to see straightforward content right And that's where it's a little bit hard because on social media, that might not do well. 
But here's the best part. Uh, you don't have to target your current audience. You can target a potential audience group. So it's up to you what approach you want to take. Basically, any new eyes on your content is better than no new eyes. Anyways, back to the Instagram thing. So the things that got the most engagement again on Instagram for new new people who have never heard of me or seen my content before is basically for me it was anime. <laughs> so going forward, if I wanted to get more more eyes or more impressions or engagements on Instagram, I would take whatever I'm doing and then cover, convert it into an anime image. I would draw it out in anime style and then I would hashtag it properly and then yeah you can you can use this in any way. So for example right now the primary game I'm streaming on Twitch is Astroneer. I can take something that happened in Astroneer, uh, mash it with an anime that's trending right now, draw an image, post it on Instagram, that's gonna get a lot of engagement. Same thing for Twitter. And that's perfect because I'm not giving any false advertisements, I'm not using clickbait, I'm just drawing a piece of fan art that has a game that I'm playing and then that has an anime that's trending and it takes a lot of work and effort to do this guys. <laughs> like when I draw stuff, you know, it takes at least a couple hours and when I post it up there, they're going to enjoy the artwork. They're not going to come to uh, my stream, I'm not going to link that, I'm just going to post that image. And if they enjoy that content, then I'm like, guys, there might be something else that might interest you. I stream games, I make a podcast, then they might be willing to check you out. So along with this is make sure you hashtag things properly. Again, go through Twitter, go through Instagram, go through TikTok, YouTube, whatever it is you're doing. Look at what's trending, what's popular. And you want to aim for someone who's a little bit bigger than you. You don't want to aim at the big guys, right? If you do the same thing they do, you're not going to get the same results. Basically, you have to look at the uh, the people who have the same number of subscribers as you, but, but a little bit more because you want to get increased traffic, right? So you look at what those guys are doing, and then you can see what hashtags they're using. You can see what type of content they're making, and then do the same thing. Because if you don't know what your audience is, you can look at similar channels and you can just, you know, extrapolate some data and hope that your audience groups are pretty much the same. Um, this is where analytics come in later. So for me, for new content creators, we don't have a big enough audience group to really trust the analytics. Um, that's why when they say imagine your audience, it isn't as helpful because we don't know who our audience is yet. <laughs> <laughs> we know who our small audience is, but we don't know what our max potential is or what our audience ends up looking like. So that's why, you know, you gotta take it with a grain of salt. Basically, what I try to aim to do is aim for all the audience groups and I make different content for each age group. So, another example is TikTok. TikTok is a garbage platform, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> But what is the uh, primary audience group on TikTok? I'm going to let you know right now, it's seven-year-old kids, all right? There's no way around it. You might get a little bit of high school kids, but the vast majority is going to be seven-year-old kids. So how do you make content on TikTok? If you want to uh, basically get kids for your content, uh, you got to make sure it's worth the risk because if you got a lot of kids watching your YouTube channel, uh, you know, Co Copa, Kappa is going to make it really hard to monetize it. So might not be worth it. Always plan for these things. But basically, when you make content for TikTok, you can look through what's trending. 
and you kind of kind of get a general idea of what kids want to see. They want to see something that's funny. They want to see something that's trending and derivative. They don't really want to see something original. What they want to see is something that doesn't make sense. If you watch kids' cartoons, kids will like anything, right? It doesn't have to be well-made. So that's a boon to you. You can make something really silly, channel your inner child, make something goofy. And another thing is, you know, actually worry about the ethics of this as well. Don't promote something that might potentially corrupt children, obviously, right? Like, th- use your constant conscience for a little bit. <laughs> Uh, so when I post stuff on TikTok, I, and I was always conflicted. I was like, is this a little too violent? Is this a little too uh, risque, you know, for kids? Um, yeah, I care about that kind of stuff because in the end, you're impacting real people and they have a real future, real lives to live. It's not just about you and your numbers going up. So always remember that. But yeah, for TikTok, that means you're going to make content that will engage with, with kids. And what are kids interested in? It's very simple. You can just look on YouTube. Baby Shark. I made a raft video with Baby Shark, and that took off. That had like a thousand views, like a hundred likes. Uh, this is with, with me having no followers on TikTok, and you know I got a lot of followers with that. I think I'm around twenty. So as you can see, if I keep doing stuff like this, I can grow on TikTok. You don't have to make garbage content. You can make good content, but target it towards the audience group and the platform. Uh, music is very important on TikTok. Know your platform, know your audience, right? But yeah, uh, going back, it's really hard, but you have to keep going as well. So remember that you're not going to gain a lot of followers at the very beginning. It's going to take time, but if you take these steps to apply like what you know to be true about your audience group or the audience group that you want or you know the audience group groups that exist and target each of those on each platform then you're gonna see growth it's inevitable because you're reaching out to these people they might not like your content that's okay just keep trying and you'll find your audience and then when you know who your audience is you can focus on them only put all your efforts in on that but yeah, that's pretty much it. Also, here's another side tip. Uh, going back to the previous episode, I was talking about, you know, be careful of the short-term pitfalls of using a platform or a method for short-term gain. Um, I was basically talking about Facebook. And when you explore all of the possible content platforms, you can find something that shows unexpected growth. For me, it was WordPress blogs. So for this podcast, I use something called Zero Effort. (laughs) This is my Zero Effort podcast in that I only record on one day. I record whatever I want to talk about related to content creation. And I put it out there and then I don't really promote it. But one thing I did different was that I wrote a WordPress blog on my website. And, you know, I thought the tags were for me. You know, I thought they were for my internal searching. Like if someone came to my website and they were searching through my content, I tag all of that just to make it easier for them to navigate my site. What I didn't realize was that those tags work for the WordPress reader. So <laughs> apparently if you can tag stuff correctly on WordPress, people will find your content. And for the last episode 
for ergonomics, not the Facebook one, that got about 20 listens directly, which means they were listening from my website, my blog, and or my uh, podcast website, either one. And then for the Facebook episode, I got 10 listens. Now, this is amazing news. It might be really low to you guys, but my podcast had zero reach. It had like one person listening in, maybe you know four if I was lucky. It could be one guy listening to it four times throughout the week. I don't know. But four compared to 20, that's a vast improvement. And I'm seeing tra- uh, traffic trickle in over time. So... I was like, man, this is incredible. Like, this is the podcast that I put the least amount of effort in. And it's getting the most traffic. It (laughs) exceeded my movie podcast, which I put the most effort into. I edit the heck out of that. And I try my best to promote it. You know, I use everything, Twitter, Instagram. I guess the answer is to use WordPress blogs. But another reason why is that when I write articles or when I make content, guide videos, I try to provide value to the person consuming that content. I try to provide information that might help them or give them more insight. And I don't really ask for anything in return. And when they see that, they're going to engage with that content. It's the it's the long sell. It's a soft sell. You're not there saying, hey, follow me, subscribe to me. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. It's more like, hey, I genuinely want to help you and make content for you. What would you like to see? If I do that, then people will engage in that. Anyways, for a brief review, summation of what we went over. So there's two tips that you're going to hear all the time. Use social media and know your audience. And that is basically one tip because they're all related. You have to know your audience to use social media effectively. And hopefully the things that I talked about will give you guys a little bit uh, of, of an idea of how to actually apply those tips I'm going to go into one more example and then we'll call it a day there for YouTube it was pretty hard when I was making videos because I didn't know what I was doing I had no subscribers and I was just making overwatch uh, replay videos uh, like meme videos uh, I thought they were pretty good but <laughs> you know no one's going to watch it because there's so much overwatch content out there but the thing that I did was I started making Astroneer videos and there were stream highlights and no one was watching that even though I used hashtags and all of that. And, and the reason being no one cares who I am as a content creator. No one cares. There's, a, there's no reason for them to watch my stream highlights because I'm not doing anything interesting or not, noteworthy. So then what I did was I changed my approach. I, was, I started making guide videos. Because you know what? I'm going to be like, I'm going to help people out. I'm going to provide them value with my content. If I can't provide them entertainment or if people don't care about the entertainment value of my content, I'm going to provide them actual value. I'm going to give them information in a short and concise way. So that's what I started doing. I started making uh, the fireworks achievement guide video, the where we're going, we won't need roads video. And then I started out with informational guides. I started going deep into stuff that no one really cared about or covered, like how to convert soil into scrap. And I covered three different methods, and I went in depth with information and like actual metrics to show which method was better. And that started getting an engagement. I started getting 
people responding, watching, thanking me for all of that. Not all of them subscribe, that's okay, but you just keep going. And when they see that there's one guy making quality content for educational purposes on any subject matter, they're going to follow you. Another thing I did was I looked at YouTube and I typed in Askmir. And then I saw what the autocompletes were because these are the most searched for terms. And amongst them was tips and tricks. So for all of my guide videos, I title it Askmir Tips and Tricks. And this works. This works wonders. If you don't believe me, <laughs> you can try it yourself. Uh, you can't make it clickbaity, obviously. If it's not actual tips and tricks, then people are not going to click on your content. And well, when the algorithm sees that, they're going to know that you're doing clickbait and that people are being turned off immediately. It's going to start. It's going to stop recommending your content. But if people are engaging with it, then it's going to recommend your content more and more. So you still have a disadvantage in that people who are partnered and who are bigger are going to get um, prefer man they're going to be treated unfairly they're going to have a huge advantage over you but it's not impossible all right so when i look at my analytics and i look at where my traffic's coming from most of it is youtube searches and guess what for my astronaut videos what is the most used search term that directed them to my astronaut videos astronaut tips and tricks <laughs> this is a very simple trick it works Another thing is to keep in mind the general size of the audience and the general body of content being created for that subject matter. So Overwatch won't work as much. Why? Because there's a lot more people making Overwatch videos and a lot more people who are trying to view Overwatch videos. It's going to be really hard to stand out. That's where social media will help inc increase traffic to that. But it's better to start off in something where it's small enough where you'll get noticed but large enough that you can have growth. All this requires research. It requires you to know the platform and know what people want. So again, that's a very simple trick using the search autocomplete and looking at what the most look for terms are using the exact same words in your title, hashtagging those words and then making content related to that. Take a look at thumbnails see which thumbnails are doing the best and you can kind of get an idea of what thumbnail will appeal to your audience so for me again this is all these tips coming together know your audience right so my audience group is primarily males who are college to working and for that they don't want to see these childish thumbnails with large pictures and clickbaity things going on there they just want it to be straightforward they want to know exactly what the video is about when they click on it. So for me, I keep my thumbnails very straightforward. I don't care if it catches your attention. The thing I care about is conveying information. And also it has to look professional. It has to look like I put some effort into it and that I know how to make videos and that I know what I'm doing with the game. That's what I want to convey when I when I make my thumbnails for YouTube. Am I there yet? I'm, I'm still growing, all right? I'm not perfect. I'm still learning. I'm trying all these things out. And I'm in the same boat as everyone else. I'm not telling you these things as truths. More like I'm telling you my personal observations and experiences. And hopefully you can use this to benefit yourself. Uh, take what you will. Take what you want. I don't really care as long as you find something helpful here. Maybe you try these things and they don't work. Then you learn something that doesn't work for you. But yeah, there you have it. 
again um it's more of an abstract thing it's really hard to put into words but i'm trying to give you guys how i take those two tips which are basically one tip and apply it practically um, give you guys some ideas on how to do it but there you have it looks like i'm stuck making anime content on instagram <laughs> i'm just joking i'm gonna keep trying another thing is guys don't get stuck on analytics and don't get stuck on what you get the most engagements from like use that to your advantage obviously but there's another thing that people don't cover target the audience that you want to have right it doesn't matter what audience that you have now target the audience that you want and eventually you'll find them like you don't have to worry too much about just engaging with people or a group that's engaging back with you you don't have to limit yourself to that only uh, because there's a vast sea of audience ranges and groups and demographics that are untapped and without trying you never know it could be that there's a, a bigger audience group that you just haven't found yet so anyways going back to those two tips know your audience leverage social media basically what it boils down to is know how to use each platform effectively all right study the platform as well you don't put uh, video without music on TikTok, unless it's people talking. Like that's unheard of. It's gonna get less engagements. People want catchy music. I just want to watch it on loop again and again. You don't have to limit yourself to that, but know your platform. Know what's probably gonna do well on each platform. Again, videos don't really do well on Twitter and Instagram, as well as one picture. It's just simple. People want to consume content very quickly, and they don't want to think about it. They just want to click that like button, that heart button, favorite, retweet, whatever. You know, they don't really want to put effort into consuming content on those platforms. So make it easy for them. For YouTube, they want to have entertainment value or they want to get some kind of educational value. Information that's very uh, vital to them in a very concise format. They don't want to waste time. So don't waste their time. Anyways. Thank you so much for dropping by. That's going to be the show for today. Man. Yeah, whoever is listening in, I got a lot of extra listens. I'm really appreciative of it. And thank you so much. If there's anything that you would like to hear, if there's anything that you would want me to cover, please feel free to contact me. You can email me at pointyflatcast at gmail.com. I have a Twitter. I have Instagram. I have Discord. All of those things are linked in my Twitch profile, my panels, uh, Ducky O'Brien. And you can reach me there. Uh, the reason I'm not saying is I don't think people are going to know how to spell it. Like, it's Derda Purgogi on Twitter. <laughs> There's a long story behind how it came up with the name, but it's S-T-I-R-T-H-E-P-U-L-G-O-G-I. <laughs> okay? It's a Korean food. Anyways, thank you so much for dropping by and listening. I really do appreciate it. Um, again, if you have any comments, questions, things you'd like to see me cover, please feel free to email me at pointyflatcast at gmail.com. And once again, catch you guys next time. <laughs>